1: Hi, hello, sweet listeners, and welcome back to another episode of the In the Meadow podcast. I'm your host, Victoria, otherwise known as Vic in the Meadow, in all my corners of the internet. Today, as per the title, you can tell that we are going to be talking about setting boundaries for the holidays. I would like to say that I am a MVP at this, if you will. I am the CEO of saying no, the queen of probably just don't even invite me, to be honest. You know what? I have a great holiday season every year since I've been doing this because of those boundaries. So we're going to get into that in a moment and chat about my tips, what's worked for me, some ideas for you. And we're going to talk about things like even just boundaries with food and comments and negative comments, I guess, more so around the holidays and how to deter those. Determining what's worth your energy, what's not. I think those hard boundaries with family, whether it's showing up before dinner, after dinner, maybe not showing up at all. First, y'all know at the start of the podcast, we usually do a little catch up. What's new with me? What's new in my life? For those following my Akitar journey. I can't remember if I touched on this in the last podcast. I finished the series. I feel like I might have touched on this. I finished the series and I actually think I might film a YouTube video talking all about reading the Akatar series in 10 days later today. There's a lot of feelings. and I'm not gonna unpack all of that here, but I have moved on to the first Crescent City book. I'm only 60 pages in. This book is gonna take me a long time to read, not only because it is over 800 pages, the world building and the information is just like heavily needed to be digested, if that makes any sense. Like it's the kind of book where I find myself going back and reading over sentences, because if you even miss one sentence, you can get a little lost. There's a lot going on. Really fast, in my opinion. I'm really enjoying it so far. It's, I think, what they call an urban fantasy, where it takes place in, like, current-ish time, where there's phones, there is uh, pew-pew weapons, not just swords. There's also vampires, werewolves, fairies, mermaids, etc. So I'm having a great time. With that so far, I can definitely tell that the Sarah J Maas universe has set a little bit of a standard in my reading life because I'm reading a regular romance through audiobook right now for as my audiobook book. Y'all know I always have a physical, a Kindle and an audiobook on the go and it's just not hitting. I'm like, oh, where's the plot though? This is so so boring. And I'm like, oh no, am I turning into a fantasy reader? I don't know. I don't know, y'all. We'll see. I know I was very hesitant and thinking it wasn't for me, but hey, maybe it is otherwise there's not a whole lot happening in the life and times of me one exciting thing that i talked about in my instagram stories a little bit is that i got benefits through my partner's work which is super duper exciting and i used the crap out of those this week because it is november right now and i just got these benefits that reset in january so i'm like oh my goodness i have less than two months to try and use up as much as i can because i want to get all the bang for that buck of our benefits. Being self-employed, I've never had benefits in my life. I will never have benefits in my life. I went to the dentist. I am already in therapy, but I had therapy partially covered. I went and had a massage. I booked five more massages for the rest of the year. I booked the optometrist. I'm looking into chiropractic. I'm not sure yet about that. I am live, laugh, loving and taking care of myself. It freaking sucks that taking care of yourself is as expensive as it is because I haven't done any of these things in years because I haven't had benefits and it's not in the budget for me so many of my clients because we've been you know chatting about what's new in our lives are like oh my god you haven't had a massage in years and i'm like yeah listen i can't practice what i preach on the income that i'm living off of in this economy so anyways now that i have benefits it is wonderful i feel so taken care of. And I am using these the heck up because my partner is on a wait list for a college program right now. And if he gets in for January, then we won't have benefits in the new year. So I am just enjoying those while they last. I have literally a massage booked on the 22nd, like right before Christmas and one on the 30th, right before New Year's, between Christmas and New Year's. And I even I asked my massage therapist, I was like, are you sure you're going to be working these days, and her partner is an ICU nurse, so they are both working odd hours throughout all holidays because if, you know, you know, if you work in healthcare, holidays just kind of don't really exist for you unless you're like 9 to 5-ing a doctor's office. Anywho, the long short of that is that I am trying my best to thrive and curb this seasonal depression because holy freaking smokies, it is starting to get dark by 430 It is like dark dark by five right now. And it's really just not the vibe. I feel like there are so few hours to enjoy the daylight and I'm trying to get on an even better sleep schedule than I was before. And like in bed and asleep by 10 and my body's naturally waking up around seven. That I can absorb as much of those rays through my windows as I can. It's so difficult. I can just feel the blah feelings and like it's getting so cold here in Canada. I, should, I shouldn't say so cold because it's not even winter yet but for fall it is freaking cold. It's sitting at about zero today. I am a bit of an indoor cat. Don't love the cold. I don't do well in the cold. I get headaches that are easily triggered by the cold so it is just not my time but I'm trying my best to make the most of it. I do love this time of year for Christmassy purposes. Sure, I will be watching some Hallmark Christmas movies tonight. It is wild to me how many hallmark christmas movies exist i'm like do they just like make 10 of these every year they have enough that they can air like five different hallmark christmas movies a day every day until christmas it's bonkers they are working overtime with all that christmas chat being said let's get right into talking about setting boundaries with the holidays and what that looks like for me again i'm not a professional in any means this is my humble advice and lived experience and take it with a grain of salt And can choose little bits that you find might be helpful and disregard the rest. If anything, sometimes I think it's interesting just to hear another person's perspective. To paint the quick background of what, like, setting boundaries looks like for me around the holidays without airing out too much family drama, I have just never been a big extended family person. I love my extended family, but... My fam- my family's big. We have big Slavic family on my mom's side. When my grandparents were alive, they used to host all of the family Christmases and there would literally be both floors of the house were packed, the basement with all the kids and the adults upstairs. Even the adults, they couldn't all fit at one table. Some had to eat in the living room. It was a lot. I would get very emotionally and mentally exhausted and me being the baby, all my cousins are like 20 years older than me. Just kind of clinging to my mom whispering like, Are we going home yet? (laughs) Like, I love my grandparents, but like that many people in one room was just really overwhelming as a child. And as I've grown up, I've realized that it's just a little bit too much stimulation for me all at once. And with people like my mom's side of the family where I love them all, I don't really have any drama there. I don't know if drama is the right word. There's no, just to be stepped on. I don't know everyone gets along well. It's just overwhelming. So for me, once my grandparents died, we stopped having the big get togethers anyhow. And that is what kind of showed me that I much prefer spending one-on-one time with people. So going to my parents to have my Christmas dinner with them, if I feel like going to see one of my aunts or uncles, going one-on-one to see them and just having that quieter space where you can actually talk to people and engage with people rather than Weird small talk in passing because there are 40 plus people all trying to get a word in. That's the small scale of kind of starting to realize what I wanted the holidays to look like for me in high school. And again, when you're a kid, like, you don't really have that much control over it. So growing into adulthood, I was like, oh, I could stay home by myself on Christmas morning and order a pizza if I want. Anyhow, without, again, getting too much into other things. I don't have a super active relationship with my biological dad. And as much as I really would love to see my stepmom and step siblings more often, it's just tricky. A lot of them are growing more into adulthood now, which is nice. It's really hard when there are such big political and moral value differences or maybe you feel like your own character is being attacked I'm sure some people can relate on this or it's just simply too much where you feel like certain family members are basically just ripping apart everything you and the people in your life stand for and they do it publicly on Facebook anyhow for me I don't engage with any of that really at all, but especially not around the holidays. So for me, my Christmas typically looks pretty laid back. My parents are so laid back. Like I mentioned in the last episode, the family being Ukrainian, we kind of just pick any time that people are available between regular people Christmas on the 25th and the former Ukrainian Christmas January 7th. And my parents both worked in healthcare. They're retired. My stepdad was a first responder. He was a paramedic, so he always worked weird hours. Sometimes he worked all day Christmas or overnight Christmas Eve. He'd always kind of just do what worked for us. And I think that's really healthy. And again, we're not religious. I'm sure if there are religious traditions or customs that happen on really specific days, that might look a little bit different for you as well. For my family, it's really nice because my mom just sends me a text and she's like, hey, when are you and your partner available? Like, do you want to do something Christmas weekend? Do you want to do something New Year's weekend? Do you want to do something in the middle of January? Like, when do you guys have time? I can't even say how much I appreciate my parents recognizing that they're retired. They have all the time in the world, but I am in my late 20s and trying my best to get by in this economy and I don't get paid vacation time, I don't get paid holidays, I don't get paid sick days and that I have my own little family now. You know, I've got my partner and we don't have boo this year, which is something I'm not ready to process yet. (laughs) Regardless, I have my own life going on and I know a lot of parents have a hard time with that disconnect and respecting those boundaries and i know gosh i've had so many interesting conversations with my friends who have kids around this where their parents who maybe they didn't even have a great relationship suddenly feel like they're entitled to see them and their child like the their parents grandchild throughout the holidays more often just because oh now they have a grandchild even though they kind of burned bridges with their own child and there becomes a lot of visiting out of obligation. Anywho, all that to say that plan with my parents, that's the only solid plan I have over Christmas, every holiday season with my friends. You know, there's pretty much only one friend that I actively see around the holidays. I don't, I don't have a lot of friends. I find it hard to maintain friendships and make friendships as an adult, but they're also super laid back and they have a girlfriend this year too. So I know that they're going to be busy doing their own thing, but that they're non-judgment They also come from a bit of a non-traditional household and they're like, brother, whenever you have time. And I cannot say again enough how nice it is to have those people in my life that just get it. And I don't really have to have that holiday drama. And with my partner's family, I'm pretty transparent. And when we met, he said, you know, I didn't meet them for the first year of us dating because he was like, I just... I can tell you it's not going to be a great time. I'm not ashamed of you. You know all my best friends. You know everyone else. You know my sister. But like the family get-togethers, a lot of alcohol, this, that, and that. I really appreciate that and the lack of pressure and him taking control of that and saying everything's whatever. And again, I'm not going to get into that too much because I'm not here to air out any family dramas. I didn't go to that last year and I don't know if I'm going to go to that this year. So. All that to say, let's talk about my tips and tricks, how maybe you can live your best life this holiday season. Again, I know there's a lot of nuances to a lot of this and the holidays are a really hard time for a lot of people and grief can come up and struggles with addiction can come up and there are so many more layers to this. And this is not by any means a comprehensive guide to boundaries of the holidays because everyone is so individualistic and has their own needs and boundaries. Just maybe a little starting place from someone else in their 20s who has really made an effort to set these boundaries and deal with the fallout and the lost friendships and lost relationships with family members because of it. I am just in general so glad that we are in a space where people are encouraging one another to prioritize mental health around the holidays and normalize setting these boundaries. I really feel like in the last five to 10 years, there's been that talk happening of okay, nope, I am not going to go see my parents for Christmas this year. Having those hard talks and again, dealing with the fallout of that, because especially if you're dealing with maybe a narcissistic parent, they're not going to make it easy on you. It's all going to become about them and they might never understand your side of things. And even if you explain your reasoning for setting that boundary, they might never see eye to eye. And there is an element to this of accepting that as well. And if anyone has insurance or the financial means to go to therapy therapy can be so beneficial around the holidays if there is some Family struggles and mental health struggles surrounding all of that. Boundaries are also just so important for mental health. Not just mental health, boundaries around the holidays are important for finances, for burnout, for just protecting your peace and your own little family. So much of the holidays can just feel like obligation, whether it's family dinners, buying gifts, decorating. Well, no, I think I mentioned it last episode. I am on a mission to not buy new holiday decor this year unless I found a root and tootin' cute ornament, which I did. I did indeed find a little woodland raccoon fisherman dad ornament with fishing poles and fish. It was $7. My partner bought it for us for our tree. So I am dubing the girl math to say that I did not buy new decor because he bought it. (laughs) Anyways, so much pressure and obligation and consumerism around the holidays. And it can be really hard to step out of that norm. And to just do something different than the rest of your friends and family and people in your lives, or even coworkers, like I'm self-employed, I don't work with other people in my day job, but people that do, I hear a lot of stress around going out for holiday work parties or holiday white elephants. Then if I did work in an office job per se or something where you're working with people, sure as shit don't want to spend My downtime, my precious time off in the workplace vibe. Even if you're going out to a dinner with all your coworkers, you don't have to love your coworkers. You can also love your coworkers and respect that you cannot see them outside of work hours because it just blends those boundaries of personal life and work life. I think it's important around the holidays to reevaluate what your ideal holidays are look like. And of course, there's some give and take with what we do, but get clear on your boundaries of where the line is, of what are you going to do that, you know, maybe it's not your favorite, know what's important to your mom per se, whatever it might be. Again, it's not to say just, okay, what is your perfect holiday? Understand that there is obligation and there is some things that we Of have to do or sacrifice in order to keep relationships that are important to us healthy. It's finding that balance of okay, what is doable versus what is going to send me into a spiral where I'm going to need a day off work. I'm going to need to crisis call my therapist. Just what's going to make me go home feeling like I just got bullied. What's worth it? A couple examples, because again, this can look like a lot of things. Maybe money is tight and buying for all your siblings and friends would mean that you're struggling to buy groceries. There's a pretty clear line in the sand there. Maybe work is just so, so busy and you need extra time to recuperate after the holidays and that work Christmas party is just not going to be in the cards for you and you can already tell and know that. Maybe you're navigating sobriety around the holidays and get-togethers are just not a space that you're ready for yet that might involve alcohol. I think that in a lot of these instances we already have an innate knowing on what we should be available for versus what we should set a boundary for. There can just be a lack of trust in ourselves or trust in the people around us to that step back from being people pleasers and prioritize ourselves. I'm sure in hearing those couple of examples, if that was any of your friends, you would know what you would tell them to do. But then when the tables turn and it's on you, it can be hard to make those decisions and set those boundaries. First, I want to talk about the financial aspect of this because I think that is the little bit of an easier part and maybe an easier part for you to start. Talking like gift giving, right? So setting expectations early is super, super Important. Communication in general is the most important part of setting these boundaries and making sure that you're on the same page as people. Texting your friends, or maybe it's your siblings in a group chat and saying, you know what, money is tight this year for everyone. Let's skip gifts and get together for tea, go for a walk, whatever it might be this year. This sets a clear boundary. It's a statement, it's not a question. That's also important. If you know something is not in the cards financially for you, I would maybe recommend saying, that, like I said, in a statement form and not leaving it open-ended like, hey, do you want to maybe do tea instead of gifts? Someone else can swoop in really quick and while they have good intentions, they might say, oh, I actually already found a gift for you, which then can put back that obligation feeling on you to buy a gift for them. So if you struggle with that, try saying things as a statement rather than a question. Or if you prefer, if you're, you know, really into gift giving, but want to keep a budget on it, state that budget. State, okay, let's really not spend over $25. And really enforcing that and saying, this isn't a... Loose boundary. This is a clear boundary because that's what's in my budget and it's going to make people feel uncomfortable if one of you goes out and spends a lot more than that. You could also suggest doing homemade gifts. I love, and I wrote down a few ideas of, because this way you are, I find, you know, sometimes putting even more meaning into it because you're giving up your time to make these things. And often they're a lot more sentimental. One that I love doing is propagating plants. I think this is so fun, especially because I pretty much exclusively, I think, have pothos plants, which are almost impossible to kill. And you can take a little clipping, put it in water and propagate it in water. And you can even just throw that in a cute little thrifted jar or tiny little mini vase and give it that way for Christmas. You don't even have to do the soil part. I've been gifted propagations as a gift as well and have some in my office and I just love it and every time I see the cute little plant I think about who gave that to me and especially this day and age I think you kind of know who your plant friends are or maybe who aren't that you want to share your interest with and help them get introduced. What I love is baking. And it's so funny because I always used to be the person that was like, I don't know how to bake. I loved receiving baked goods. I have a friend who would always bake cupcakes or a cake for my birthday or bring over cookies, whatever it might be. I remember that more than any physical gifts that I've gotten from friends before. This year, now that I'm really into baking, I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I'll make a loaf of bread for a friend. Batch of cookies, whatever it might be. I think that there is a lot to say for homemade baked goods. And Bread. I'm like, oh my gosh, if someone gifted me sourdough bread for Christmas, I would cry because I don't know how to make that. That's too overwhelming for me, but I love sourdough bread. And that's a relatively, I imagine it's as cheap as making regular bread, like less than a dollar to make a loaf. A relatively cheap idea that I think a lot of people would appreciate. Again, there's nuance to this. I know there's some people who like expect really expensive gifts. And that's where the talk, like I said, about setting those boundaries comes in some other ideas, recipe cards. I love this one. Again, if you have friends that you know really enjoy cooking, maybe you have some family recipes or just recipes that you've tried from the internet that you want to pass on and you can decorate out some cute little note cards with recipes on them. Photo albums is another one that I think is great, especially in this day where all of us are taking pictures on our phones and very rarely getting them printed out. Going to Walmart staples, you can get pictures printed for super duper cheap. Go to the thrift store, grab a picture album. Under $5, you could make a little gift for someone of all your pictures with your family or maybe you go and print out old family pictures of a pet or a family pet and you make a little pet photo album to give to your partner whatever it might be that is a super underrated one and then of course there's also for the crafty folks if you knit embroider crochet work with textiles sew, so whatever it might be of course and i'm sure you already know that you could make gifts that way really special homemade gift that I received last Christmas from my best friend Ashley was a book nook. I had seen these on TikTok and I'd always seen them on Etsy and you know they're over a hundred dollars because there's so much work that goes into them where it's like a little shadow box that goes in your bookshelf between your books and you look into it and there's a little scene that's made in like interesting little Harry Potter ones themed ones whatever. My bestie. Bestie saw me send them one of those one day He freaking made one for me and it is the most adorable little woodland fairy garden with a tiny little knitting picnic basket on the bench in it. I hooked it up with some lights, little fairy lights inside with a battery pack on the back so that if they burn out, I can change them. It was very emotional for me to open. Gotta show me all the pictures and talk about the learning process of making it and struggling with the glue gun and the popsicle sticks. My bestie is 30, like this is totally doable things in adult and I think it also is a learning lesson for us when we're trying to do homemade gifts of our own level of experience and patience in handmaking gifts. And of course there's always just like I said opting out altogether. So again Early is kind of key with this to set that expectation. So if your work is doing, say, a white elephant, as soon as you get the email, emailing back, this isn't in my budget this year. I hope everyone has a great time. I won't be participating. The people pleaser in a lot of us is going to want to think we have to overexplain. You don't have to. No is a whole answer. And statement rather than question really helps as well. I guarantee no one's going to have their feelings hurt with that, especially in like a white elephant form. Like, okay, you don't bring a gift. You just don't take a gift. Secret Santa, whatever. Just saying, just don't put my name out this year. I'm not. Not able to participate. Really can be as simple as that. I know it's harder with family and friends but again setting those expectations as early as you can find that every year after gets a lot easier. Also find out who the people pushers are in your life. You are pushing your boundaries and not accepting that. That can speak volumes as well. Also important to consider financial boundaries with meals. And this is important whether you're the one setting the boundary or you're the friend inviting people out. Like I said, this economy is hard. It's the hardest I've ever seen in my 27 years. Gosh, I hope it can't get worse than this. Just remember that not everyone can afford to go and eat out over the holidays. This is something you can't do be upfront and try not to feel embarrassed because there are so many of us in this boat so many people that will say yes and go out to a work christmas party where you have to pay for your own meal or go out with their old high school friends for dinner and put it on their credit card and get into more credit card debt that they know they can't afford and it's going to stress them out even more over the holidays but they're doing it out of obligation. I think a great idea is to set an alternative. Maybe your friend group chat from your hometown is talking about going out to go to the pub or whatever it might be. And you just really know that's probably not a great idea saying, hey guys, I don't know if that's in my budget right now. What if we do X, Y, and Z instead? Maybe going to Tim Hortons. Or a $2 tea is in your budget and saying, you know, maybe you guys want to go out for dinner. Maybe after we could all meet up at Tim Hortons and we can grab a coffee. Or if cooking is your thing, you could say, hey, this isn't really in my budget. What if we have a little potluck at my house? One of you wants to make a side, I'll make the main, someone can bring dessert. I think the alternative can be a good way where you're not feeling like you're just shutting them out and maybe it's people you really want to see still, but you can't go out for the more expensive dinner. That can be a really nice out and a way to, I and just set that boundary and be clear and communicative with what's available to you. Or maybe even, you know, cooking a turkey isn't in your budget. Maybe your family's kind of pressured you into hosting Christmas this year. It's okay to do something else. You can express that boundary and say, this isn't really in our budget. If someone wants to buy the turkey and drop it off, I'll cook it. We're saying, what if we just do a Christmas lasagna this year? My family has literally done that. We did that last year for Thanksgiving. We did Thanksgiving lasagna and it was cheap and awesome. If you have a laid back family like mine, we've done takeout pizza before. I know a lot of families will do Chinese food for Christmas Eve dinner. Nothing wrong with doing that for your Christmas day dinner as well or whatever holiday you celebrate. Set those boundaries and make the most of it and have fun with it rather than feeling ashamed and embarrassed and I know it's easier said than done. Just remember there are literally so many of us in this boat this year and things are harder than i think they've ever been before for a lot of us it's okay to set those boundaries and i guarantee you're going to feel so much better at the end of the holiday season when you're not financially extending yourself more than is available to you Okay, next i want to talk about boundaries with food around the holidays and i know that this can be a really hard one because food is such a tricky topic, there are so many people who have a history or active eating disorders. Aside from that, there's also other mental health conditions that can affect eating. You know, people living with autism on the spectrum can have a lot of different issues and choices with textures of food or certain foods that are their safe foods. Going to someone else's house to eat can be a personal mental hell because maybe you don't want to offend somebody by not eating their food, but you also know you're either gonna go viral about it afterwards trouble actually eating it we also just have dietary needs where certain foods will flare up health conditions a lot of autoimmune conditions ibs etc and just going out to someone else's house where you don't know what the meal is going to be can be so hard like i said for a plethora of reasons my favorite recommendation for this and this is assuming it's a holiday get-together not just going out for food is to opt to either come early as long as the host is okay with that and stay until the meal or show up late and come after the meal and just skip the meal part. You don't even have to share your reasoning for why. You can just set that boundary and leave it at that. Again, no is a whole answer. I know some people with certain dietary needs as well, like I'm vegetarian. I have brought my own food to get togethers before as well around the holidays where I know that meat is going to be the main focus and I don't want to eat all the green beans as my main, which a lot of people are totally fine with too. Sometimes it can make them feel guilty where they're like, oh, well, I could make something. I'm like, listen, no, I know what I like. I know what I'm going to eat. It's fine. I'll just bring my own stuff. Makes me feel more comfortable. makes them feel more comfortable. Easy for everyone. I think the hardest one for people that are attending these dinners can be the comments that are made about food or about what's on your plate. You remind people that it is not okay to comment on other people's eating habits. You can prepare some comebacks, if you will, for if comments are made so that ahead of time, you know what you're going to say and respond if anyone is bothering you or making inappropriate comments about your food. You could say, for example, please don't comment on what's on my plate. I'm very happy with my food. Maybe I'm not looking for feedback on my plate, body, weight, whatever it might be. Let's just enjoy our meal. Or my favorite, you don't need to take my eating choices personally, and know your boundaries. If comments are made and you're extremely uncomfortable, you don't have to keep sitting through that dinner. You would say, "I am done with this for now. I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to take a walk." It's how much you want to share about that? Or Maybe you decide that this is just not good for your mental health, and you're just going to leave the dinner early altogether. It doesn't really matter if it's going to hurt other people's feelings. You are not responsible for how other people react and how other people feel. Other people have made you uncomfortable, and you need to leave to protect your peace and your sanity and well-being. Leaving is the best thing that you you can do for yourself and you should celebrate that. It's not easy to stand up for yourself and set these boundaries. On that tangent, let's talk about boundaries with family and deciding what's worth your time and well-being. You're gonna say no, say no as soon as possible. It sets the expectation early. gonna be a surprise to anyone right around the holidays and it can set the tone for the following years that suddenly you're not expected to do things out of obligation and people know that you have your own shit going on and they need to ask you, not tell you when a family get together might be. piece of advice that I've used before. Maybe you have family who, again, you really love, but big family get-togethers can be really overwhelming for you, so just set an alternative. Let's just FaceTime on Christmas morning and we can get together on Boxing Day. Okay, let's FaceTime at 11 a.m. That way there is a set time. It's not just a suggestion, there is a plan set. You can both feel well about this and no feelings hurt. Like I said, Family dinners can be a lot for people for a lot of reasons. And maybe you can say, you know, family dinners are just a little bit too much for my health this year. I can come for a private visit the following weekend. Again, you're speaking in a statement, not a question necessarily. If that doesn't work for the other person, they can let you know that. Set out your boundary. You've set out your alternative. Person still feels thought of. Hopefully they will come around to not taking that personally and understand. But again, you're not responsible for other people's feelings. O is a full Answer. God, it can be so hard. But just remembering that maybe there's sensitive things that you're not ready to talk about when you're setting these boundaries. You can just say no or say maybe it's something that you'll feel more comfortable talking about in the future. But right now, it's just not something that you're able to do. That is a whole answer. So maybe there's a family dinner that you want to go to. But, you know, maybe crazy Uncle Steve can say some out-of-pocket shit. Maybe you have IBS and might eat dinner and then feel really crummy and need to go home. Drive separate. Drive separate whether you're going with your family, your partner, whatever it might be. Drive your own vehicle so that you have your own exit plan if you need to leave early. That alone has saved my ass so many times at get-togethers in general. Again, maybe something happens where you're feeling... A little triggered, and you need to go for a little drive around the block and just get out for a couple minutes and decide if you're gonna return to the gathering or if it's better to leave. Again, I'm trying to be very kind with these boundaries. I love a good Irish exit. If it was me and I was doing my drive and I was like, this ain't it, boom, I'm gone. Texting someone else, I'll come grab my, you know, purse or my gifts tomorrow. <laughs> what you need to do to protect your well being is what I'm saying. Many of us, especially with the older boomer generation we have to walk on eggshells around them we're gonna destroy the family if we set that boundary and don't come to christmas it's okay and there's so many more young people that are setting these boundaries and being really good at using their discretion on what's okay and what's not and it's just important to remember that it's it's okay to protect yourself it's not being selfish and even if it is it's okay to be a little selfish sometimes okay back on the rails another piece of advice if you will that i have is to bring an ally maybe you're single but you need someone to lean on some support feeling like you have someone in your corner a trusted friend might be an escape for you if you need to be pulled out of a conversation they can also just be an advocate for you it might be a boundary where you say you know what i feel like i you know need a little bit of support this year If I can bring my friend, I can make it to dinner. Otherwise, I'm not going to be able to attend this year. Statement rather than question. So many difficult conversations can come up around the holidays, especially, I don't know what's with older people just not reading the room. Maybe there's questions flying around of like, oh, you got a special someone yet? Are you guys, you haven't put a ring on that yet? Asking inappropriate questions about fertility and kids and family plans. You're quote unquote doing with your life. People can drink a lot around the holidays get inappropriate or just not know the boundaries and etiquette i like to do with that is to either redirect the conversation if you're uncomfortable or just flip the script say why do you ask me that or why would you need to know that and this can really catch these people off guard and put them in their place real quick where you know they were being nosy but suddenly they're called out for being nosy and it can be very humbling. I love that one. Again, you can use your discretion. There's some people that ask and like you can tell genuinely just aren't realizing that that is a sensitive topic where you can just redirect that conversation. Or maybe it's great aunt Marge who just pushes the freaking limits every year and you're sick of it. And it's like great aunt Marge, you're being nosy. Why do you feel entitled to know this information? And just ultimately remembering that you are not responsible for your parents' feelings, your friends' feelings. Etc. You are responsible for you. How you set your boundaries matter to them, but that is for them to process and decide how they feel and how they want to communicate back. You are the only one responsible for you. And that's pretty much all she wrote. I I felt like this was going to be a much longer episode, but at the end of the day, as I was writing things, it was feeling really repetitive. And I was like, no, like at the end of the day, communicate well, Communicate early, set the boundaries early. Remember that no is an answer in itself. And I know a lot of you are thinking, oh my god, this sounds so much easier said than done. And it is. Look at friends who have set really clear boundaries or hear my story and be like, well, that's so easy. No, it's not. I said relationships have been burned. Don't see certain family members anymore. Some friendships have ended over boundaries being set in a plethora of ways. End of the day, I'm still happy. Really show you who understands you and unconditionally loves you and cares about you in your life. Finding that line in the sand of what is worth it and what is not worth it for you. The holidays are just such a hard time where you need to be a little bit selfish. Like I said, grief can really come up for a lot of people Loss, Seasonal depression is at an all-time high. Depending on your workplace, there can also be a high, high amount of stress. Anyone working in healthcare knows that the suicide rates are incredibly high around Christmas and the new year. Just be a really, really heavy time for a lot of people. Triviality around attending a family Christmas at the end of the day be something easy that you can decide, yeah, this is worth it or yeah, this is just not worth it. I'm already treading water, trying to keep my head out of the sand. Take care of yourselves, learn to say no, be selective with your yeses, be so selective with your yeses and create a holiday season that you can enjoy. That's pretty much my advice on The topic, my unsolicited unprofessional advice. This would be a good episode to get out sooner than later because I know a lot of places to avoid the busyness of the holidays will have their work Christmas parties in the end of November. All throughout December, there's so many things happening because life is busy. I'm gonna have the more fun stuff coming in the coming weeks. I want to do a winter and Christmas bucket list episode like I did with Fall and Halloween because I thought that was super duper fun. And I find a lot of joy in the seasonal wonders of this time of year because otherwise it's just depressing and i'm really trying hard to feel my feelings but also pull myself out of that pit and find stuff to look forward to so if that's something you're interested in hearing about i would love for you to let me know kind of what you want to hear about with that is it activities is it movies is it crafts like what what do we want to hear about with my winter and christmas Bucket list I feel so ready for the holidays this year though. I Already have all of Christmas up. The Christmas tree was up and decorated by November fourth. I said before, busy season at my work is right now until end of year, so I kind of prefer to do it now so that I don't have to worry about it as we get closer to Christmas. It's up. So much work to put up and take down. I can enjoy it for a few months. I love the cozy feel of all the lights. That way too, I am less tempted to buy that seasonal decor because I know what I have and I know what I have room for. And the answer is, I don't really have room for any new decor. I live in a very small old apartment. Just don't need more stuff. So getting that up early was really wonderful. I've already done all my Christmas shopping as well. Like I've said in some stuff on Instagram, I'm not doing much Christmas shopping this year. I pretty much only buy for my partner. Throughout the year, if I see something my parents might like, I'll pick that up. But usually I knit or bake for my parents and they really love that. And they always say, don't buy anything for us. We have everything we need. If we need something, we'll go out and get it. So for them, like for me, it's more the sentimental value of it all. So I'm, I'm done my Christmas shopping. I already did all my Christmas was wrapping I got that out of the way or so now just working on some plans with friends because I did set those boundaries early of saying let's not do gifts let's plan coming over for tea coming over and making pasta together whatever it might be so right now I'm just kind of looking at my calendar for the holidays deciding what time I want to take off of my day job care of myself pre-booking my therapy appointments like I said I've got my massage appointments pre-booked up until the new year making sure I'm scheduling in enough downtime to not have plans because I love a clear calendar if you've listened to the last few episodes you know I talk about that that with regulating my nervous system. For me, it's kind of just starting some Christmas movies. I haven't started Christmas music yet. I'm not a really big Christmas music person, but I'll we'll get some of that in come December. But I'm feeling good, I'm feeling ready. I have some recipes that I want to try out for around the holiday season. Really working on perfecting my dinner roll recipes. I've tried a few and I'm just like ready to try some more recipes because I haven't found one that I'm super, super happy with yet. I'm excited to do some more baking around the holidays and really stand firm in my own boundaries and not spreading myself thin. So we'll see how that goes. Every week, you know, I give the little updates at the beginning. We'll we'll see if I can stay true to that this year and keep enjoying the season. Now, this is a Saturday morning. I'm recording this. I'm recording this a week in advance because I have a busy week coming up. And no, I might not have time to get this in. But it's 930. I've been sitting here recording this in my comfies with my hair wet up in a towel, letting it towel dry so that I can go blow dry it and then maybe film that little ACOTAR YouTube video. I don't know. I would love for it to happen if you listen to this and it hasn't happened, sorry, but maybe have a look and see if that's something that I did, if you're interested in hearing my long-form thoughts on that. Anywho, we will have that winter bucket list to look forward to sometime in the future. I'm not sure if it'll be the episode after this or maybe one more. I don't know. I don't know where I'm at in the month. I can't even think how many weeks there are until the holidays. Where you celebrate, I hope that you will have a nice lean into that season though. And I will see y'all next Sunday, every Sunday, 7 a.m. new episodes. If you have any comments or other recommendations as well on setting boundaries, I would love to hear them. And I'll make some notes and kind of do a little follow-up in the next episode. So you can message me over on Instagram at Vic in the Meadow, and I will see y'all next Sunday. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless
0: dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well,